Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Saved by Shabbat by Menachem Posner Life was hard in the village of Chernestra, Cherniostrov, Ukraine, in the early 20th century. So hard that Yisrael Dov Waxman, whom everyone called Beryl, decided to leave his wife, Rachel, and growing family behind for America. He hoped to be able to bring in enough money to feed his family and perhaps even have them join him one day on America's faraway shores. Before Beryl boarded the train that would take him to the port city, where a steamship would take him to New York, Beryl's father, Mishalem Zusha, pulled him aside for a few moments. My son, said the elder man, I want you to swear to me that no matter what happens, you will never, ever work on Shabbat, our holy day. A devout chassid Beryl was taken aback. Would my father even suspect that I would break Shabbat, he wondered to himself. Yet he shook his father's hand, gravely promising never to work on the holy day. Upon his arrival in New York, he went to the address of a lansman, a fellow from the same village who had immigrated to New York. The landsman was an overseer in one of the many sweatshops on the Lower East Side. The fellow gave him a job, pressing shirts. The work was hard, and Beryl would work from early in the morning to late at night for six days a week. Every Friday, he would take just a few pennies from his meager earnings to buy some groceries for Shabbat in the coming week. The rest he saved for his family. Spring turned to summer, and summer became fall. The sun began setting earlier, and soon Beryl realized that he would need to take off Friday afternoon as well, since Shabbat begins before sundown. Knowing he would probably lose his job, he decided not to tell his boss that he would need to leave early until Friday afternoon, hoping to at least walk out with one last week's earnings. Friday came. And with fear in his heart, Beryl told his boss that he would need to leave early because Shabbat would soon arrive. Disgusted, his boss threw Beryl's ironing board down into the street and told him never to come back. Beryl hurried into the street and retrieved his board. Where would he go? Shabbat was coming and he had no time to take his ironing board to his boarding house before Shabbat would begin and he would no longer be allowed to carry I stood there in the middle of the street, staring at my only possible means to support my family and wondered, what would I do with it, he would later tell. In desperation, he dashed into the nearest store, a Chinese laundry, and asked them to please keep his ironing board. Anxious yet relieved, he strolled over to the nearest synagogue to welcome the Shabbat queen. It was a difficult Shabbat. Beryl was all alone in a strange country with no source of income. But his faith in God was strong. Shabbat ended, and Beryl traced his footsteps back to the laundry. He asked the attendant behind the counter if perhaps he would return the ironing board, knowing full well that this person could deny ever having taken it. And to his relief, the attendant handed it to him without a question. As he walked down the street, to no place in particular, he heard a voice calling out, Hey! I can see you have an ironing board, a strange man said. You know, I have a lot of extra pressing work to be done right now. Can you please work for me? I can use a good fellow to work over time. Well, that week, Beryl worked as much as he could, knowing that come Friday afternoon, he'd probably lose his job as well. At the end of the week, Beryl's new boss handed handed out envelopes to all the workers. 
Beryl took a look inside his envelope and was shocked. There was much more there than he had earned at his previous place of employment. Sir, he said, it seems you have made a mistake and gave me the wrong envelope. Oh, don't worry, said the man. I didn't make a mistake. I'll take care of your overtime soon as well. A short conversation ensued and Beryl realized that his friend, his old employer, had been taking advantage of him and was paying him a fraction of what he deserved for his regular hours and nothing at all for his extra hours. At that moment, it stuck me, he would later tell his children. If I would have kept my old job and worked on Shabbat, I would not only have lost my share in the world to come, but my rightful portion of this world as well. Beryl kept that job until he was able to find something better, and several years later, he brought over his wife and children to join him in New York. Now, 100 years later, Beryl's grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and yes, great-great-grandchildren keep Shabbat and so much more, just like he did so many years before.